the hardest thing that I had to struggle with was not spending as much time with my family. Mm. I'm very family oriented. I can see that. Like, I can see that. Literally, I miss Thanksgiving. I've missed Thanksgivings. Yeah. Because I'm away on a trip taking yeah. care of a client. I'm not dating because I'm paying my business first. Yeah. So it's just like everything is on pause in terms of family because I know once I'm established, mm. the doors are open for everybody. Say she calling in, can't come to work. Oh, that's ghetto. It's the fifth. Deadline was the first. Oh, that's ghetto. Payroll do again, pockets hurt. Oh, that's ghetto. Good idea, now we buy merch. Oh, that's ghetto. Payment miss. Ooh, the ghetto. Say she quit. Ooh, the ghetto. Late on your rent. Rent is ghetto. New event. Ooh, the ghetto. Invoice in. That ain't ghetto. Money spin. Oh, that's ghetto. Hold on. Another episode of the Ghetto CEO podcast where we talk about how being a CEO is super ghetto, okay? Because we go through a lot to own these businesses and make sure that we are leaving legacies for our families. But this episode is a little bit different. We are doing a hot 15 episode here at the Spa Expo, and I'm super excited to be here. Now, listen, we got some spa bosses coming in all over the world, but Tell us where you coming in from, sir. So, my name is Eric. Hey, I'm coming Eric. from Jersey City, New Jersey. Okay, yes. Jersey. Yes, What's yes, up? Yes. Okay, so what type of business do you have? So, I am a mobile massage therapist and body school specialist and post-op therapist. Okay, okay. We provide our services at people's homes. We go to offices. We travel with our clients for surgeries. So, literally, this past month, I was in Miami just mm. working because it's surgery season. Mm. And, um... I'm thinking about going back, but mm-hmm. my clients are calling me back home. So <laughs> You're like, you know, I need to uh, clone myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just not even that. It's, yeah. I hand them off to other clients. I mean, other massage therapists, but they want my hands. Mm. So got to make my way back home soon. I love that. Okay, so how did you get into this industry? Because we at the expo, and it's a room full of women, right? Oh. And it is not a lot of men in here. But, you know, we need the men hands as well. Right, so how right. did you get into this industry? So, initially, um, I was going through a divorce. Mm. I had just bought a house, had two new cars, and I was paying for college out of pocket. Okay. Um, had two more years of school left. Okay. So, you were was, you were married in college? Yes. You got married young. Yes, I do. I, okay. I'm not a, I don't play. I, don't, <laughs> said, I know what I want. Yes, okay. yes, yes. <laughs> But um, during the divorce, I had to pay for everything. I had to drop out of school, mm. but I still needed more money. Yeah. So massage therapy was the number one, was number three on the Google list for businesses that you could own that allowed you to stay in the medical field. Oh, I love that. So that's a real, like, hustler CEO mentality. Like, <laughs> all right, man, I need some money. Let me see what I can do right quick. Like, let me just Google it. <laughs> yeah. I almost I became it. a nurse agent. Uh, but the schooling was still two years, so mm, I couldn't do that. Okay. Yeah. So you got into massage therapy. You like, okay, I need some more money. I'm gonna figure this out, and then what happened? So everyone kept on asking me if I knew how to do lymphatic drainage, that do body sculpting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, I'm a guy. Right. So, um, what happened? People just kept on asking me, so yeah. I, I looked into body sculpting, radio frequency. Then I found a school in Miami. Mm. Um, but the school also had a facility in New York. Okay. So I went to the facility in New York, took the class, passed the class. I was started making content. Mm. They liked my videos. They hired me. Mm. After I got hired, I was teaching in Miami and in, um, and in New York. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And that's how I started building my clientele in, in Miami. You know how it is just, you think something happening to you and it's really happening for you. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I know in that process, you was like, man, I ain't trying to get no divorce. Like, this is crazy. You know what I mean? Like, this is crazy. Why Trust is and believe, happening? I don't want to buy another ring. Right. <laughs> I was only supposed to buy one. What? <laughs> right? Like, it was just like, what? But not knowing that this was setting you up. Yes. For the next season of your life. So now you are here. You are uh, multi-coastal, right? Yes. Like yes. you are everywhere serving everybody. Um, what do you feel like is the hardest thing to really grow in this business? Like what was one of the struggles that you had? Because this was something you was just at first trying to make some money off of, but now it became your passion. Um, the hardest thing that I had to struggle with was not spending as much time with my family. Mm. I'm very family-oriented. I can see that. Like, I can see that. Literally, I miss Thanksgiving. I've missed Thanksgivings yeah. because I'm away on a trip taking yeah. care of a client. I'm not dating because mm. I'm paying my business first. Yeah. So it's just like everything is on pause in terms of family. Have you been completely isolating yourself in business? Like, you don't have people that you could do this business with. Well, you need coworkers, and that is why we created the Entrepreneur's Coworkers Community. This allows you to be able to develop relationships with other people in your community. So, in the Entrepreneurship Coworkers Community, we have a complete Slack channel where you get to talk to other CEOs just like you. We give you a quiz to find out who you are and what type of CEO you are. And in this quiz, you get to meet other CEOs that may be more creative or traditional or hybrid we have these ceos there for you but even taking it up a notch we have local chapters in your city from atlanta to dallas to new york to houston to chicago chapters in your city where we're actually linking up every single month to work together linking up to go to brunch together having fun together doing community service outreach like this is a section of our life where we can really co-work and mingle with other people it's time for you to get some co-workers sis and this community is completely free just because you're watching this podcast all you have to do is stop pause the podcast click the link below take the assessment get in the community and i'll see you there bye co-worker back to the episode because i know once i'm established mm. the doors are open for everybody right Right. I love that. So, and I think also when we're in this journey, we have these, like, especially as a CEO, it's like a moving target. Like, it's always, okay, I got to 100000 Let me get to $10 million. Like, it's Listen, always. it's just not even that. It's just like you, you meet someone else and they're higher. Yes, and, and you, you inspired. Like, yes. You inspired. So, what is what is your target that you're headed to now? Or what's the place? Because I feel like there's other men that's watching this podcast. They're mm-hmm. like, man, I'm focused on my business, but dang, I miss my family. Dang, I want to date. Like, what is the, the point where you're like, okay, now I can focus on that other part of my life? When... My hands-on with my business mm-hmm. is down to 10 hours a week. Mm. And you know, that's a good goal. Yeah. Right? It's a smart goal, right? right. I just like, want to be tangible. able to just... I just want to be able to just check in on everybody, make sure everything is running well. Mm-hmm. And then if I want to work, I will work. Yeah. If I don't, I don't. Just monitor the business. Yeah. So that's where I feel like I want to be at. And that still will allow me to raise my family. Yeah. I want to play with my kids. Yeah. You know, I'm going to do things. Right. And I, I still want to travel. I ain't trying to be an absent dad. Like, yeah. nah, world, you know, right? I'm not trying to be a millionaire who's absent. Right, right. I love that. I love that. You know, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, when they are going through this process, they're thinking about, like, it got to be either or. 
Like mm-hmm. I can't have it all. I can't have a business or I can't have a, the family. I can't like I it just got to be either or. And I love that it's like once I get to this point, then I can have this right. Like setting mm-hmm. milestones because a lot of times we don't set milestones personally. We only set them in business, right? right? Um. So I love that. So what do you feel like is next for you in twenty twenty four? So because I'm mobile, mm-hmm. I don't have a brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. Uh, being part of the Spy Boys Tribe. You know, I see the difference, and it's a handicap for me. Mm. Um, so what I've decided to do is build a brick and mortar um, digitally. Okay. I, it's still in the works, but the idea will be that with our company, you'll be able to speak to our life coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, we have I have two partners that do fitness, mm-hmm. and then everything else in terms of sound therapy, everything else like that, that you can get without touch therapy. Yeah. You'll be able to go online with our goggles and be in our virtual oh, wow. um, office. Oh, love that. Then on top of that, we're building a mobile RV mm. so that we can go to people's homes and provide the service. Okay. So off the rip, we're cutting the brick and mortars out the way because now right. we're on wheels. Oh, I love that. I love so that. It's still keeping the mobile aspect, but also like this is like the, the sanctity of where you get to come all the time, right? Yes. Okay, so tell me the difference. If somebody's like, I want to build a spa, how do they decide, should I start mobile or should I start with a brick and mortar? I say mobile mm. because it is zero overhead. Right. It's zero overhead. Which is lovely. Zero. <laughs> and in all reality, when you get out of school, they give you a table. Yeah. So literally, you only need table, sheets, massage oil. You may want to do like special things such as... Uh, Disposable hand rags, mm. so you can wipe their hands and their feet after they're done. Just yeah, you know that little, stuff. yeah, that yeah. little, mm, right? You know, mm. Makes you different. No, seriously, <laughs> yes. it makes yes. you different. And then that's it. And all that stuff you can get from Amazon. Mm. So you buy that stuff, you go off. I started making um, clients doing Uber and Lyft. I've given out probably over two thousand business cards. Wow! And it's only because the only reason I know it's over two thousand because I went to um, Staples <laughs> and, and I got, got a pretty <laughs> right. I got three thousand. Yes. <laughs> so, um, but just passing it out. I've my first podcast I've ever been on mm-hmm. was from somebody I picked up in Uber. Wow! My first CEO that was a billionaire I picked up in the Uber. Wow! Yeah. Um. Friends I've made and clients that are still my clients, I picked up from doing Uber and Lyft. So, I'm going to ask this question. Do you feel like if an entrepreneur is starting to get their business off the ground, that uh, doing Uber, Lyft, Instacart, or something like that is like a cheat code to meeting more people? Like, did they help you and your business grow? Yeah. Um, it definitely helped me get comfortable with talking to people. Mm. And not only that, I'm a guy. I'm not yeah. ugly. Yeah. If I say, yo, let me give you a massage. Oh, you, you, you think see, I'm trying on, to do it again. Do it again. Y'all seen that? Yo, he's like, hey, I yo. give you a massage. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, there's a wrong way to say that. Yeah. And there's a right way to say that. Right. Like, hey, I see that your shoulders are hurting. Mm. You know, your walk is off. Would you like a massage? Mm. You know, learning how to speak to people, knowing how to speak to different demographics, women, right. People of the LGBT community, you know, everybody got green money. And yeah. I don't, everybody, body is the same. You're the uh, male or female. Yeah. So, <laughs> but it's all the same at the end of the day in terms yeah. of taking care of people and healing them. I love that. So, yeah. I love that. I love that. Okay, so before we go, you yes. got to tell us, what is the most ghettoest thing about being a CEO? It's just ghetto. <laughs> I've changed in a car 
like between events. Period. <laughs> Hustling. Like, yeah, just the like hustle. legit. I brush my teeth in a car. Yeah. Just get from A to B. And a lot of times I do drive. Mm. And you know, you can't control traffic. So right. I've come to Spot Boss Tribe events like 15 minutes late because I'm freshening up in a car because yeah. I drove from Jersey to Atlanta. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. That's some hustle. For sure. And I think a lot of people, I want people to hear that because a lot of people get into this business and feel like, oh, okay, they gave me the table. All I got to go on Amazon. That's all I had to do, right? But you have some hustle behind your story, too. You know what I'm saying? The 2,000 plus business cars, the changing in the car, the willing to drive from Miami to Jersey to Jersey to Atlanta. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's some hustle and that's some forethought. That's some ambition that it can't be taught. It got to be in you, not on you. You know what I mean? Like, it's just something (laughs) you just got. I love it. So if somebody is watching this and they are inspired by your story and they're like, man, I got to get started. Like, I can't. I, I can't be in this place that I am at now. Like, I got to keep going. I might be going through a divorce or a huge life change. Mm-hmm. Like, what would you say to them to get them started? What I would say is uh, figure out the things that you want in life. Um, list them from the greatest to the least. And if you're feeling down, start with the least important things because those will be the easiest things you can get out the way and work on them one at a time. Over time, you'll pull yourself out the hole of depression. Um, You'll feel... If you're over here on YouTube watching the podcast, listen, I need you to do me a favor. If you love me, do me this favor. Pull out your phone right now and go to Apple Podcasts or Spotify Podcasts or anywhere that you actually listen to podcasts at, right? I need you to subscribe and leave a review. Listen, the way podcasts work is the streets don't know we doing good if it's not on the audio version. The YouTube version don't really count, okay? So go over there, leave us a review, and let us know how much you love the podcast. Now back to the episode. You may not feel like wanting to do anything in life. You may not even feel like being successful. But as long as you continue to do one thing at a time and working towards the things you want in life, as the task continue to become more difficult, it'd be easier and you'll look forward to the task because you're looking forward to getting what you want out of life. But again, it takes making that list, doing one thing at a time, the easiest things first, because we all know that when you're depressed, you're by yourself yeah. and you're home in bed where it's comfortable. Right. The food is there. Yep. TV on your phone, right. iPad, and on the TV. Right. So you don't got no reason to leave. Yeah. Especially if you can make money from home. Right. But, you know, the money is outside, talking to people. Mm. And you got to, when you're depressed, it's hard to get what you want out of life. Yeah. So that's why I would say just make the list, do one thing at a time, and rely on your on your village. You know, I love that. Just putting one foot in front of another. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot of times when we're going through things, we allow depression. Cause and I want people to know that, like, being sad or being depressed is a a, a normal feeling, right? Yes, like we're supposed to feel the emotions and the things that happen to us in life, but know that it's happening. Uh, it's not happening to us; it's happening for us. You right. know what I'm saying? Like it is this season. It may not feel like it. Like I said, in your divorce, you was like, "Bro, this crazy," but you didn't know that this was setting you up for the rest of your life. You know, I love that, y'all. Make sure y'all stay tapped into the Ghetto CEO podcast. If you are ready to go to the next level, make sure you tell us in the comments and like, comment, and subscribe. And make sure you stay tapped in. Bye, y'all.